Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart. Today we're checking in with David Fisk, the new president and CEO of the Charlotte Symphony. David comes to Charlotte from Richmond, where he served as executive director of the Richmond Symphony. And he's a native of the UK, and his musical life began at age eight in the choir of St. Paul's Cathedral in London. He has music degrees from Manchester University and the Royal Northern College of Music, where he studied harpsichord, composition, and conducting. So that's a great background to bring to his new role at the Charlotte Symphony. David, thank you for joining us today. Thanks very much. So what is your top priority coming into the symphony, especially since it's such a weird time to, to start with a new organization? So getting up to speed both to follow the best scientific advice available, but also to work within government restrictions was one part of the getting up to speed. And another was understanding where we were with the financial impact of all of that. And then since I've been here over this last month, it's more about getting to meet people and our main partners in the, the ballet and the opera and the other organizations that we work closely with internally, of course, meeting all the board and staff and other musicians as well. And then appreciating all that had gone on before I arrived, being able to enjoy some of the first performances that we've been giving um, since the season kind of restarted in a strange way a couple of weeks ago. And the first performances you've had have sort of been hybrid, right? They, they have a small audience, but they're also virtual. Yeah, I've seen performances taking place in the open air. So I've been to the first few performances we've, we've been given on tap. And then the first concerts in the night. Um, and both the on tap and the, the night ones were being recorded for streaming. We're embracing the use of technology in a way we never anticipated we would need to before. I think everybody is, including WDAV. You know, I'm working from home. All of our announcers except one are working from home, which we didn't think we could do. What's more challenging, trying to figure out how to stage these concerts or trying to figure out your business model? It's all wrapped up together, of course. What we begin with in any conversation really is consideration of the health and safety issues. We are preparing for a concert we hope to give at Truist Field on the 24th of October, working through the health and safety protocols for that. The next part of it is thinking about how we can put musicians on the stage to be able to play um, well together. So that's the reprogramming part as well as preparing for them to have to get used to the idea of being socially distanced on stage. When, you know, as you, as you well know, an orchestra works best when everybody is close together and can hear each other really well. So um, it's been very hard for the musicians to get prepared for that uh, very different listening experience. Um, for our patrons, we're trying to find ways of making sure that we can continue to deliver high quality performances to them in a way that they are comfortable to receive them. So getting folks, again, used to the idea of embracing technology and showing them. That's the silver lining in all of this, because what you can do with cameras and high quality audio gives people a different experience by being able to enjoy the, the close-up um, camera work that shows you close-ups of the faces. And because of the close-ups of the faces, they're getting to know our musicians way better than they might normally have had the chance to do. When you're sitting in a concert hall up in the balcony, you may not be able to see the faces of the musicians the way that you now can. There definitely are sort of unexpected pluses to having to work this way. You've touched on it, but what do you think the importance is of 
having the symphony up and running at this point uh, through this pandemic for our community? Well, I think there are a number of different answers to that. Um, as an arts organization that receives funding from many sources, we're very conscious of the responsibility that we have um, to our stakeholders for the responsible use of their support. That's one answer. The second would be a musical organization has to provide music in whatever way you're able to do it. Otherwise, it really isn't um, fulfilling your mission. It's about wanting to contribute in whatever ways we can to the dialogue that's going on um, or to the, the healing process. I'm thinking about the Black Lives Matter conversation going on as part of this national realization of the need for racial justice. Music over the many years has played a part in the civil rights movement, but it's also been very much part of expressing things that words really can't do justice to. There have been many powerful, moving occasions when the music has enabled us to find a way of coming together. And for this to coincide with COVID, I think was very, very hard for a lot of people because it was much harder when the performing arts were silenced because of COVID for us to play a part in contributing to the whole dialogue. You know, based on the feedback that we've had at WDAV from our audience, what you're saying is is ringing true that, that, that having the music available is really, really important to a lot of people. Yeah, which is an opportunity for me to say as a, as a former board member of my local public radio station, support public radio <laughs> because we are all in this together and we can't manage without each other through this. And that includes being a member and making contributions. Thank you for that. <laughs> I really appreciate it. One more question. You know, again, we're, we're in this strange uh, time. What are you most excited about coming to the Charlotte Symphony? I know you're not starting your tenure in a way that people normally do, but, you know. Well, um, I'm excited about the future because I completely believe, without a shred of doubt, that there will always be a role for music in our society. There will always be a need for musicians. So um, I have no worries at all about whether there's a future role for us. It's more about how can I contribute to um, the evolution and growth of the Charlotte Symphony in the coming years. And once we get through COVID, are we poised to seize the opportunities that the crisis has created? We've touched on the embrace of technology. I'm sure that when the crisis passes and we're in this sort of post-vaccine new world, the landscape will be different from before. So I think that our next season, the 21-22 season, is one in which we will continue to be doing broadcasting and streaming in a way that wasn't possible before. Now that people are used to and are enjoying the streaming of concerts, I'm sure we'll continue. Well, I want to thank you for your time this afternoon and uh, welcome to Charlotte. I really wish you well. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Charlotte Symphony is able to do in this coming year and the ones after. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Um, we've been speaking with David Fisk, President and CEO of the Charlotte Symphony. And for Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.